I'm Jimmy James. I'm Carl Knapp. Carl is a practicing attorney in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania. We're longtime friends, and once a week we get together to talk about divorce, child support, custody, criminal law, and much more. So come hang out, because this is Just Lawing Around. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Just Long Around Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about, well, if you live under a rock, you might not have heard about this, but everybody else, the Danilo Cavalcante uh, prison escape over in Chester County from the Chester County prison. I have a lot of questions about this. I think this is a great topic to talk to a lawyer about. I, I want to bring up a bunch of different topics. Uh, some of it about the murder, some of it about the escape, some of it about the, the accountability, who's going to be held accountable. Uh, if you could assist them, like all, all sorts of questions. Carl, I know that you have been following this as well. I think, I guess first thing I'll start off is saying he's 34 years old. He's a Brazilian national. He was convicted of first-degree murder uh, for a murder that happened April 21st of his former girlfriend. Uh, she was age 33. He was sentenced to life in prison for this murder about just under a month ago, I think, was his sentencing. Somewhere August 20th, 30th, somewhere around there. Uh, he also has a history of domestic violence against his girlfriend. And the fatal attack, he stabbed her. But more than 30 times, I think the they said about 38 times, in front of her kids. So, not the best guy in the world. You trying to say something there, Carl? No, and no, I was going to say, this This guy is not... I mean, he, he's he's rotten through and through, this guy. Yeah, so, it's a yeah, different level of evil, for sure. He's, yeah, he stabbed her, I think, 38 times. Her... She had a seven- and a four-year-old child who were there and basically watched the mother you know, get stabbed to death. The one kid, I think, runs next door. I was reading a little bit of the um, press release from the district attorney's office. The kid runs next door and gets um, one of the neighbors, and then this guy takes off, and I think they catch him. The first time they catch him, they catch him down in Virginia. So he, he kills the girlfriend, skips, goes down to Virginia, and then they catch him there. And he goes on trial in Chester County. We, I know you and I, I know where you live. We're not, we're not too far from Chester County. But, um, no. You know, about a half hour from there, maybe. So yeah. I've been to the Chester County courthouse. I know where that is. I was at the, actually Chester County prison years ago, visiting. Why were you visiting a, <laughs> the way you said that, I, I was say, at the Chester County prison. I was going to say visiting a friend, but then I was like, well, I guess he was more of a client than a friend. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he was just uh, convicted and sentenced to life in prison. Looks like probably like you said, mid-August. And then he's in the Chester County prison and he escapes. And you're right. The story is, it's a national news story. Because yeah, they can't huge. find the guy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, all right, first of all, I'm always like, I'm, I'm, I'm paying attention when people escape from prisons because you know, <laughs> you know me, I'm not, I'm not necessarily rooting for the prisoner. Some, sometimes I just like to see, you know, <laughs> I don't know, that, the laugh on the police instead of the, the person. In this case, I'm hoping this person gets caught because this is obviously a very sick and dangerous person. And he, yeah. I'm really hoping that he gets caught. But I want to talk a little bit about how he even escaped at all, because that's interesting. That, so he's sentenced to life in prison with no parole. It says on the morning of August 31st, 23, his cell, uh, he entered his cell block. I'm sorry. 
Cavill, his, his last name's like a tongue twister. Cavill, I think Cavill. Danello, we'll just say Danello. Danello's cell Danilo. block entered the prison yard at 8.33 a.m. At 8.51 a.m., he managed to escape by climbing up a wall, pushing through razor wire, running across the roof, scaling another fence, and navigating through more razor wire. Um, so I'd love, to, yeah, I'd love to see that video. Now everybody has seen the video. You've seen the video, right? Yeah, Where he kind of the crab walks up the wall. Yeah, on both sides and goes up. Right. And then I don't know how the hell he gets. It sounds like he got through like two sets of razor wire, and and then got out of the prison and took off. I guess. And and nobody saw him, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, which I'm sure we're going to talk about. Yeah. So I was going to bring that up. The of the night, you just said it was eight. Uh, what was eight thirty a.m. Eight thirty three a.m. So it's light out. And not only that, it says his, his escape went unnoticed until his cell block returned inside and the, and the additional counts revealed he was missing. Yeah. And I don't know how long, how long that was. I mean, they, you know, prisons have head counts, right? Every, every so often, right? Yeah. So that, you know, a thousand prisoners, there better be a thousand prisoners when we count, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> so if you count and you only have 999, but what um, fascinates me most about this is, is there the other prisoner that, so a couple months before that, another prisoner escaped the same exact way, only he got caught minutes after his escape, but the same yes. exact way he got caught or he escaped. I find, yeah, it says five months before this, this escape and another guy did this, he escaped the exact same way. Uh, which you're right. Like uh, there, there had, I don't know why they didn't do anything. They, they did say in one of these articles that, that after the first guy escaped, they added the razor wire. Right. So but obviously the razor wire didn't stop, stop this guy from, from getting out. Um, no, he, he was determined. And it also yeah. says the guard on duty in the tower when, when he escaped, did not notice the inmate fleeing, leading to consequences for the veteran prison guard. I'm curious as to what those consequences would be. I think I think I saw somewhere they got fired. Okay, but uh, is is that is that enough? I mean, so who's the, and this is why I wanted to talk to you about this because let's say Danella goes out here and he ends up harming somebody else, murdering somebody, or just harming them. Whatever the case is. Who does that fall onto? Who's is it the prison's responsibility? Is it that guard's responsibility? Like, who does that fall on? Yeah, it's it's interesting, and I I don't know whether the prison system it's it's run by uh, it's a state SCI is a state correctional institute, so I'm assuming it's run by the state. So are they? I'm sure they have some sort of immunity from this kind of stuff because. You could make the argument that if you guys had done your job correctly, this guy would not have escaped, you know, he and he would not have then killed somebody, right? So if he goes and kills somebody, you know, do they have a claim against the prison? I, mean, I think on a pure legal standpoint, they, they do. The victim, the, question, the victim family, right? Yeah, the victim's family is going to say, look, my, my family member got killed as a direct result because you guys didn't do what you're supposed to do and what you're supposed to do is basically make sure criminals stay where they are right you have one Not job <laughs> you, have, you have one job and and it makes it even worse when they're already on notice because the 
the other guy had done this five months earlier. So they already know there's something defective about the way that prison is laid out. Right. And, and I, obviously when I look at the video, you know, it's walls and stuff. So it's not like, oh, we moved, uh, we moved the dumpsters over so he couldn't climb on them. I mean, there, <laughs> you would have to do, right. but look, you know, I'm sure there's stuff you could do from an engineering standpoint. So you can't scale those walls the way he did. That's what I was thinking. Like, I don't know, lay razor wires down the wall or something, but. Yeah, yeah. There's always, there's always, you know, and lawyers are great at, you know, hindsight. We're great at telling you what could have <laughs> Yeah, that's your <laughs> when favorite. Something, when something bad happens and we all come in and go, oh, well, you know, <laughs> if you just done this, <laughs> would have never happened, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. But the, that's what the lawyers i just would be curious about the you know whether there is some sort of immunity here because yeah. you're letting a very dangerous guy you're not letting him go but but there's a problem in the design and you guys didn't correct it i guess they thought they were helping with the razor wire but yeah but you know if there is some kind of immunity uh, who who's authorizing that immunity because it's not like i mean do citizens vote on that immunity like how does that work i guess yeah, maybe you don't usually, even know no, it's usually um, it's usually a, a statute that's enacted by you know whoever the, the state government is, and they you know like some police forces have have immunity under certain circumstances. Judges have immunity under certain circumstances. The cities themselves have like Philadelphia, and we'll have to get a personal injury guy on but they they have some limit on liability like if you if you sue there's a limit on how much you can get you know i think i think it's two hundred fifty thousand dollars against the commonwealth i feel like this is the number um but yeah they, it's set you know it's basically a law that's adopted and passed and it says because they don't want to bankrupt cities right so if you if you well, don't mess up then yeah, well, if you slip on a city sidewalk, um, you know, you could sue them into oblivion. So <laughs> that's that's the point of it. I mean, you can't sue this guy if he kills your family member. And the guard, you had brought up the guard. The guard probably doesn't have anything either. And we don't know why the guard didn't see it. Right. It seems, I don't want to speculate on that because who knows? Who yeah, knows why that happened? And, and when you look at these prisons like there, there was one of these you know aerial shots of the prison usually you know the prisons are just surrounded by like open ground right so when somebody's in an orange jumpsuit you know running across the open field it's not like super hard to spot you know it's like they don't build I don't these think, things in the, of the woods no, no <laughs> i agree i don't think they wore orange here though i think they wore like a green yeah like a blue and, and nevertheless, to, to escape yeah. the, first of all, to escape the yard, you should be being watched in the yard. You, you right. Yep. Then you climb up onto a roof and nobody has access to seeing that. Not to mention a camera recorded this. So who's monitoring those cameras? Sure. Like, There's so many things that are just unbelievable that this guy was able to get past. And then he goes, yeah, he goes, uh, the story says, you know, he goes up this one wall and he gets on a roof. And then he goes across another roof and goes over another set of razor wire. And I'm thinking, like, as soon as... I would think these prisons and have... You know, like, you're, you you have 
surveillance cameras, you know, at your house, I have surveillance cameras, right? You know, when there's a movement, they trigger, right? Right. So, so why wouldn't a prison have, you know, cameras mounted, you know, facing the area surrounding the prison? And, you know, when you get movement, you know, the, the, it triggers or blinks or beeps, right? Yeah. I mean, it may be a deer or something, but certainly if a guy's running across the field, should pick up the movement and buzz or something, yeah, right? I agree. That's like, that's unbelievable <laughs> See, that that right? happened. See, what I would have is it buzzes, right? And then this little gate opens and then these wild dogs run out and they go right after him, right? So that's... <laughs> yeah, until some kid wanders through the woods and finds yeah, right. himself there. That's true. Then you got a whole nother problem. <laughs> that's a different, yeah, that's a different... All right, that's, that's still a work in progress. <laughs> but you know, also, so I, I think it's interesting. Okay, so he got out. He was able to escape. He, he ran off. And then the next time he was spotted was a couple of days later on a trail camera near Longwood Gardens. Yeah, I didn't even know. I guess they're trail cameras. Um, I, I don't know much about them. They're they're obviously they're exactly what you're talking motion. about. Yeah, motion. Yeah, and what what? Why are they out there? Is it is it to like uh, keep an eye on wildlife or yeah, hikers? My or understanding is those are generally used for wild wildlife and tracking animals and seeing like what kind of animals are moving through the area and stuff like that. They're not usually meant for people. Right. That I wouldn't, I wouldn't think, but uh, you know, if a deer or a bear is wandering around, this guy is small, <laughs> you know, which he's obviously going to get picked up on the camera and he did. Right. So, and, and that's another thing. Is somebody actively monitoring those cameras or is that the kind of thing like, you know, two days later, somebody's going through the footage and says, Oh, look, you know, there's that guy. Well, right? they seem to pick up on it pretty quickly. Yeah, I think, I think they picked up on it the same day he was spotted. Maybe even the same evening he was spotted. So I don't. That's a good question. I don't know how that works. Yeah, I don't know if they're watching him. And then these these, you know, these ring doorbell cameras. Every time you're out in the neighborhood, you know, there's a hundred of those. Yeah, you walk down one street, you're on thirty cameras. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Can't do anything so these days. Can't even take a leak in the woods. <laughs> they, they stayed in the woods. I, I thought it was w one of the things that indicated that, you know, he was allegedly spotted at a Walmart. And I think I said before we started recording, I mean, like, Jesus, how many cameras are in freaking Walmart, right? Like, yeah, well, I, I this can't was imagine you walked into a Walmart. This but. was somebody who called it in, apparently. And yeah. they said he was spotted in at Walmart in Chester County. Uh, and was seen fleeing from the Walmart into the woods and they didn't confirm whether it was him or not, but I believe they confirmed that it was a, a matching description. They looked like him. I mean, I, I would think Walmart, they would have cameras all over, you know, the parking lot. Oh, I'm ride. sure they're scouring them right now. <laughs> yeah, definitely in, inside. Um, Luckily, yeah, he then, hasn't then, hurt anybody else as of yet, because he did steal well, a car. I know that. And I think he's been in some houses. Um, I, I, I read somewhere where I think he had been in a couple. He broke into a couple people's houses, which is kind of well, scary. And I, so that brings up my question from earlier, which we, we talked about before I hit record, was if you, if you put food out for this guy, you now become... Like you're committing a crime by doing that, but it's it's interesting because you're saying okay, people are breaking. He's breaking into people's houses to get food. But what if I just put food outside to prevent him from breaking into my house? Am I still committing a crime? 
pr probably not under that circumstance. I mean, that would be a pretty good I, argument, right? Yeah, although you'd have to, I mean, I, I, I think it's kind of, kind of a weak argument <laughs> <laughs> especially where you live <laughs> i don't know i don't want the guy coming into my house so i left a bag of groceries outside i mean now if you know if you my stuff i can coming in <laughs> yeah that, that that's true you know if you but if you saw him you know um in your in your backyard or something right right and then you just, you know, you open the sliding door and you put out, you know, some food and a change of clothes. That's, I mean, obviously. Yeah, now you're eating. That's, that's eating, you know, a fugitive. It's eating apprehension because, you know, you're giving them a change of clothes. That would be pretty, you know, simple. I, I wonder, and I think we had talked maybe, you know, this is this is what lawyers love to do we love to just you know if you ch if you change the facts right like if if i see him out my backyard and and he's you know he's he's back whatever by the shed or whatever and he's i see him you know crawl under the shed or something right he's gonna take he's gonna sleep or something right do i have any kind of obligation to call the police on him yeah, that that's my question. Uh, so, like, if if you see him, you positively identify him, and he goes under there and he he goes to sleep, and you don't call the cops, are you assisting him in that scenario? Because you're assisting him in, right. in, in not being caught, right, by not reporting it. Yeah, am I am I actively aiding him, or am I just kind of ignoring him? Um, it, it's interesting. It, it gets kind of, uh, I think it's kind of a gray area. I don't think if I see the guy walking down the street and he walks past the front of my house and I go, there he is I, under that scenario. I don't think I have any obligation to report him. Right. I, I don't, I don't think I have to report him. I mean, I mean, I'm, if you I'm, don't report him, how would they find out yeah. and how would they prove well, your hey, intentions in it? Like they yeah. just, that's a whole mess. Yeah, that, that becomes a whole problem. But even if they somehow knew, you know, I, I okay, here, I, I video him, right? Everybody's got their phone out, right? Right. So, you know, I, I watch him walking down the street and I, you know, then I put it on my Instagram and go, oh my God, guys, I just saw this guy. But I post it the day later, right? Right. And I never, you know, I never call the police or whatever. Um, the police are definitely going to knock on your door. <laughs> yeah, they're going to knock on my door and say, why the hell didn't you report it? Right. Because they know at that point, you know, based on the video that I've seen it, I don't think I'm obligated to report it. Now, I don't think you're obligated to answer that question either. Well, why didn't you report you're it? Not. You're not. <laughs> Could <Just> be silent. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they know I didn't report it because it wasn't reported. I feel um, like the moment you say because, they're going to be like, okay, you made a choice not to report it. Now you're committing a crime where if you just yeah. don't answer them, I have nothing to say. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And we have the video saying, okay, here's the video that you saw him, but you just, I mean, we don't have any records of anybody calling it in. So we know you saw him and we know you didn't report it. Um, I don't think you have to. I think the scenario is a little different under my first one. If he's, if he's living, if he's right. kind if he's of resting on your property. Back, yeah. 
if he's kind of in my backyard camping out and I'm, I'm, I'm allowing him to kind of, I say allowing, I'm not, you know, I'm not going outside and talking to the guy. <laughs> well, if you don't, if you don't make him move or leave, you're, you're allowing yeah. him in my eyes. Right. No, I think you're right. I think, I think then it becomes, yeah, I'm aiding him because I'm, you know, I'm letting him build a little lean to or a little Ford out back and right. I'm watching him bring in supplies and I'm not doing anything. And, you know, he's on my property. So I think that could be, a, I think that would be a problem. Him walking down the street and me videoing him and me not calling in, I don't think is, is an issue on, on that end. But, you know, this is interesting because most, in most cases, when you break out of a prison, you get a, a, a handful of new charges for that. Where this guy has mm -hmm. a life sentence, so he really has no penalty to what he's doing right now. Other than having to just go back and serve a sentence. Yeah, they, they can't really do what are they too do? much. Tack another life uh, sentence off of, on a life sentence? I mean, yeah, give another. Now, I don't, I don't know if you have more or less privileges. I, I know sometimes, you know, if you get sentenced to death, you have, you know, you, you spend your time on death row and you spend, you know, 23 hours a day in your cell. So it's, it's a harder, you know, way to live in prison, you know, death penalty versus life. Right. This guy, right. If you have a life, can they, would they put him in solitaire as opposed to general population? Oh, I, I guarantee you they do that. Yeah. They're going to hold um, him down. <laughs> well, well that's, you know, the other thing is really this, this prison, like it was really not, it, it was a medium security prison. He was only there because he was on trial. And, and that's generally what happens. Like when, you know, if you're awaiting trial in Montgomery County, you generally sit in Montgomery County prison. So right. he's awaiting trial in Chester County. So he's sitting in Chester County prison. Which I could go down a whole road about that because why should you really be sitting in prison before you're convicted? Well, that, that becomes, that's a whole bail thing, right? That, that's, if you have bail, no, you're not sitting in prison. Oh, if, okay. you, if, you know, so if you don't have bail and look, if you murder, if you stab your girlfriend 38 times, you're not getting bail. Right. <laughs> You're sitting in prison. Um, but what if he so, did? What, what if he was exonerated of those charges? Could he then sue them for putting him in prison? No, and there's been a lot of those cases. I mean, look at look at OJ. Right, he sat in jail. Um, he was in jail the whole time awaiting his trial, and then he had his trial, and then he was acquitted. Right, but, but let's you be really honest, don't OJ have any. That. <laughs> let's be honest here well, he wrote a book I'm if a, i did it like come on hey look i'm not going to i'm not gonna argue oj <laughs> if he didn't do it who did it right yeah. the mur murderer is still out there somewhere um but but yeah he he's he's sitting there waiting and then what happens is he gets he gets found guilty and then the judge sentences sentences him to life and then what happens is and I, I don't know all the procedures, but you generally then go, you know, into the state system and then you, you know, you get processed and then they classify you. Somebody like this is going to go to a maximum security prison because, because of the nature of the crime and it's a life sentence. So, so all prisons are not created equal. 
Right. You know, if if you and a, and a, you and know, a, and a, a county a county jail is more like just like a, a holding facility more than it is yeah. a sentencing place. Yeah. Now you can serve. Um, there's something I don't know if we did this in the criminal law. There's there's what's called a state sentence and there's um, a county sentence. Anything two years or above becomes a state sentence, which means you serve it in a a state correctional institute, right. um, uh, not a county, not a county facility. Um, but if you get like, uh, you know, less than usually they call it, you know, less than two years, twenty three and a half months is usually the buzz. You know, um, you serve it in the county. So and, what if you get like three years, but you sat in that prison for like a year waiting for a trial? You, you still, you get credit for the time you served. Right. So would you go to a yeah. state then or would you stay there? Yeah, you, No, you would still go. It's based on the max. It's based on whatever your max. If your max is two years or above, even a one to two, you serve it, you know, under the state system, which means it's state parole as opposed to county parole. I mean, there's okay. a lot of differences because like. When I used to do more criminal law, the, I mean, the big thing is for most people, you'd want to keep them in the county. First of all, because the county is close. So, you know, if, if you're going to come and visit me, you can drive. Montgomery County's over in Eagleville, right? You can come over and visit. Your family can visit. If I get in the state system, I may be out like in Pittsburgh or something, right? So it's a five or six why do prisons Drive. have to be convenient to the family? <laughs> no, I, I agree. And, and, you know, they're also based on, you know, how, how serious the crime is. So, right. you know, you, you could have a, not that it's not serious, but you could have somebody, suppose you, you're drunk driving and you kill somebody. Right. I, th I think that's a five, it used to be a five-year mandatory. So if you're driving drunk and you kill somebody, you get five years, obviously, that's a state sentence. You serve that in the state system, but you normally wouldn't be serving that where with rapists and murderers. You'd be a, in a in a medium or or a lower security place rather than you know maximum right, security. Right, because that's not like a crime of violence. That's that's an yeah. awful I mean, crime, but it's not a crime of it, violence. It's a terrible crime, but it's really not intentional. Right. Uh, you you didn't. I mean, look, you drank too much. You went out. You killed somebody. You didn't intend to kill somebody. Um, right. but yeah, so he, this guy kind of got lucky, not lucky, but he, he would have ended up in a facility. I think that would have been a lot harder <laughs> to escape from. Right. And so he kind of yeah. knew like, this is my, my one shot. Yeah. And, and I, you know, he knew he, he, he was going to get transferred out and so, you know, sometimes they transfer you out pretty quickly. Sometimes you sit for a couple weeks and then they, they, they transfer you out. Um, you know, they have, it's, it's kind of a weird system, but you, you know, you, the sheriffs will drive them from one facility to the other, or, you know, the department of corrections, you know, they might have a bus that goes out to Pittsburgh once a week. Right. So you, you know, you sit in, in the County until they take you back. Um, so, oh, and, and yeah. he was originally caught in like Virginia or something, right? So they had to have extradited him. Yeah, yeah, he got picked up in Virginia. I think he knew some. I thought he he may have known somebody in Virginia. That's why he headed there when he originally killed the uh, killed his girlfriend. Well, his girlfriend um, was killed here, and then he fled she, there. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah, and, that, and that's you know the the trial trial takes place where the crime took place, right? So right. 
you, you kill somebody in Montgomery County, your trial's in Montgomery County. You kill somebody in Chester County, it's in Chester County. Um, right, and there so, were talks of like he murdered her because she potentially caught on to another warrant that he has in his home country, Brazil, where he did another murder. Yeah, there was something. That, right? Yeah, I did. I did hear that that he uh, he was charged, I guess, with a murder in Brazil. Then he fled Brazil. I think he's in. He came into this country illegally. Which they're gonna have a is, an, is another swarm on that. <laughs> yeah, like why the hell was he in this country in the first place? Um, you know, he's a murderer and he makes his way in, and then well, I mean, it, all right. So if you're a murderer in another country, I mean, he wasn't convicted of it; he was just wanted on it. If he were to come here legally, would that have like flagged? Well, I mean, would you know? Do you even know the answer to that? I would assume if they have he, a system. Oh, oh, you mean if they? If he came through legally, yeah. If he tried to come here legally, oh. that some there would have been some red flag saying, "Hey, oh, he's yeah. wanted here," right? I would, I would think so. Like, there's got to I mean, be some international be. database, <laughs> right? I don't have a lot. Um, <laughs> I was, I don't have a lot of faith in our immigration at the moment. But. <laughs> I know I'm trying yeah. not to put us in that political box too, but you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, I, I, I would hope that they know when a murderer's you know coming into the country that they do something about it I, right. I think he kind of from one of the stories i read uh, he did he kind of snuck into the country so i think he even probably knew he wasn't just going to go and present himself you know at at the border and say hey i'd like to come in right. I, mean, I think they I think they knew or he knew that that wasn't going to fly. But then apparently his girlfriend found out about that he had killed somebody in Brazil. And then I, I think she was going to maybe turn him in or something. Yeah, that's that's what it sounded like. I, mean, I don't know if that's confirmed or not, but that that's what I've been hearing as well. She kind of caught on, was threatening to turn him in, and then, you know, he did that. And and you, you know me, I'm I'm always... You know, I'm always fascinated <laughs> by 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 people's brains, right? How people's brains work. Um, and obviously, this guy's defective on some level. But if your girlfriend says, "Hey, I'm going to turn you in to to you know the authorities in Brazil," I mean, is that so? Well, that's a good question. Is that who you go to? I, I, what do you mean? Do you go back there? Well, like, no, I mean, like, if she wanted to turn him in, would she have to call Brazil or would she just go to her local police department? I think she could probably call the local um, police department. They would probably call uh, immigration, what do they call it, ICE, Immigration's Customs Enforcement. Right. They would probably, because first of all, he's in the country illegally, and second of all, he's got some some sort of warrant out for him. But But my thought is... Why not just take off then? Right. In other words, you know, he murders her. He gets another life sentence. And then he goes to prison. And then he escapes from prison. And then he breaks out. I agree. I think he would have right. been much better off just disappearing again. <laughs> exactly. And now, <laughs> right. now instead, you're wanted on, on two continents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm always, I, I, I'm always fascinated by the thought process or the lack of thought process right and i think i was saying to you even just getting out of 
out of prison. You know, you you thought he's like, you know, loving life, right? Because he's out and ha ha ha. He's he's having I a mean, great time. I, I don't think he's having a great time, but I I think he's like, I, th I think his ego is probably up a little bit in in the ha ha area. Like ha ha, I got out. Ha ha, you couldn't hold me. But but he's probably starving and stressed and like you know yeah. sleep deprived and all these other things. That's what you know. I wouldn't say oh he's enjoying his freedom. Well, okay, he's he's out in the woods probably somewhere. You know, yeah, he's probably either you know starving. He's probably you know hasn't showered. He, he you know he's sleeping in the in the dirt. You know, he's got to be a nervous wreck looking over his shoulder all the time. You know, is that as opposed to prison where you're getting three meals a day, you got a bed, you probably got cable and internet and books to read. <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, it just seems, you know, it just seems kind of strange. Like, does he really think he's going to get back to Mexico? I don't, I don't know where he's going. I mean, I look, he's, he's already exceeded a lot of expectations of where he was going to be. But... <laughs> You know, I was also reading that the so the area that he escaped, like, you know, the Longwood Gardens area and stuff like that. One of the reasons that it's so difficult to look there isn't just because of the terrain. But when we're talking about the thermal vision that the helicopters have and the, and the police and the fire that they all have, thermal vision doesn't work on days that are as hot as it's been. It malfunctions. And not only that, a canine dog had to be hospitalized due to heat exhaustion. Um, you know, I read that because it, it was... It was funny because I was having this conversation with somebody before you said, hey, let's do this podcast. The first thing I was thinking is, why doesn't this thermal imaging, like, you know, if, it, if it's night and, and he's out in the woods, it would pick up his body heat, I think is the way it works, right? Yeah, and it would look like a body, you know, right? Yeah, like, like some, something that's throwing off heat, I guess it would pick up an animal too, but... You know, I, I would think, you know, you fly around with the helicopter and it would, it would pick him up pretty quickly. But yeah, I thought it was interesting to read, like you said, he, again, he got lucky because it's been so freaking hot right. these last, you know, this, these last two weeks, it's been, you know, so hot that probably saved him. I think so. I, I absolutely you know, think that saved him. That the, that the thermal imaging didn't pick him up because if it was, you know, November, it probably would have picked him up pretty quickly. Yeah. I, oh, I would. I think it would have picked him up real quick. And and the videos that I've watched on thermal imaging, like it's pretty clear. Like if it's an animal, you'll be able to see. If it's a person, you could see. Like it's pretty clear. So you know, yeah, these these, right, yeah. these machines are designed to find heat. But like if it's almost a hundred degrees out, everything's heat. I I guess that's true. I mean, I guess if it's hotter than you know, human body temperature or, or if everything, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Like if, you know, rocks heat up in the sun, whether they didn't throw off heat and, and pick up on the thermal imaging. You would um, think so. I, I mean, I went outside last summer. I have this little thermal gun and I pointed it at my car and it was over 160 degrees surface temperature on my car. Yeah. I, so you could only like, you'd have to imagine that those things are picking that up. And I can't believe, you know, the dogs and stuff can't find this guy. Like, dogs are usually, you know, pretty good sense of smell. And then, you know, the guy, I, I would think they would kind of pick up on him pretty Yeah, but don't quickly. they need a source sense sense first? So, like, they, they, uh, yeah. they need, like, hey, here's the smell. Now go yeah, find it out there. Look, yeah, here's what you're looking 
for. Right. Um, although I would think maybe like in if you're out in a deserted area, right? Like I know, like could they just try to smell for humans in general? And that may sound weird, but do you ever see these uh, like cadaver dogs, right? Like if you have an earthquake or something, right? Right. And they don't know if people are buried in the rubble or something. They have they have cadaver dogs. I guess they can smell dead people as well. But they they don't they don't have a specific scent, right? But they just know. Oh, right, so, I, I so smell, humans have a signature scent, right? Yeah, I smell human under this pile of rocks. Right. Right. That's um, fascinating. So. Yeah, I would think, you know, look, you couldn't do it in the middle of a city when there's people everywhere, but like in the woods and you say, okay, you know, Rover, <laughs> go, <laughs> go, go find, go find a human, right? right. Thing, the thing runs around, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know you know. No, it is but, fascinating. But, I mean, if I were him, I'd be sleeping up in trees or something or trying to. Hey, you think so? I mean, I wouldn't want to be on the ground. That's the first place they're going to look. If you're up in a tree at nighttime, you're not moving. What are the odds of them finding you? How do you sleep in a tree? (laughs) I'm sure there's a tree out there that you could sleep in fairly comfortably. (laughs) What are you like? You have to be like a sloth and like hang from the branch, like upside down. (laughs) I don't know, but I mean, he's escaped these people. Not only did he escape the prison, he's escaped their perimeter. And then he's escaped the entire town. I mean, the guy's obviously doing something right as far as avoiding them. And it, well, he, he got a, he got that truck somehow, right? He got, he, he stole a white truck and I don't know how he I heard did that was that. from a dairy farm. Is that right? I believe it and was then, a dairy farm truck. Yeah. And then apparently it ran out of gas or something. So he drove it, I guess, as far as he could. And that was well, all he, he was, needed. I mean, he, he's probably like a day ahead of them at this, uh, because of that. Where, and that's another story. Like all these roads, I haven't been to Chester County since this this you know started. But I'm assuming all these roads are closed off. Yeah, I've seen like a lot of. Well, well, well they steal had a the perimeter, right? Right. Well, well, he had to he had to escape that perimeter on foot and then steal a van. Well, here's the uh, and and here's what I wonder. Like, how does you know what the perimeter is, and I know what the perimeter is, right? Because whatever we watch the news, right? But does he know what the perimeter is? I don't know. Like, how does, he, does how does he know where the perimeter starts and stops? Like, I don't think he's maybe he does. You know, got a cell phone and he he's watching. You know, he's streaming stuff on you know YouTube or whatever. <laughs> I don't think he knows where the perimeter is. No, which I, you know, you know, and I I was watching the video the other day and I was like, okay, these cops all have perimeters, but the first thing, and I don't know anything about capturing a fugitive, but the first thing it looked like they were doing wrong is holding a perimeter with police cars that have all their lights on. Well, now you're right. If 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 he's in the woods and he's peeking out at the road, and yeah, and he sees 37 cop cars. Well, right, obviously, you just him. Like, yeah, right. He's not gonna. He's not gonna right cross the road there. Right. Uh, I, maybe they I have spots that, where they're not doing that. I don't know. Yeah, I think you would have to, you know, that might be a good point, and we're not in law enforcement, or if you, you know, if you didn't have any police cars there, right, but you had, um, you know, somebody set up, you know, every two miles on the road, you know, with binoculars or something. Right. You know, he might say, oh, man, the road's clear or whatever, and then he comes out, but, you know... 
so somebody somebody with binoculars or something sees them come out, then you then you bust them, right? Right. Um, but you're right. Having all the cop cars lined up, he's certainly not going to go that direction. Well, here's a good question for you. I'm, I'm going to pick your lawyer mind for a second. When uh, when the police set up that perimeter, right? So they're they're monitoring every car that comes in and out, and often checking if that person who's coming in and out maybe lives in that area or has a reason to be there. Do they have mm -hmm. a right to do that? Because you have the right to travel. You, that's public property. You have a right to be there. Can they actually force you to identify yourself and where you're going or what you're doing? I knew you were going to ask me this question. You love it. Because it's the same thing when we talked about the DUI checkpoints. Like, I, no, I, I don't think you have to do it. It's the DUI checkpoint. You have to stop. Um, but if the guy says, look, we're looking for a fugitive, uh, I want you to open your trunk. No. Right? Um, you know, we, we got a roadblock yeah. up because we think there's a fugitive and we think he's escaped. You got to open your trunk. Do you have to open your trunk at that point? I don't think you do. Because why do my I rights have to be violated? Because you guys screwed up. I, I It's an interesting, I mean, you. it's an emergency I mean, they're going to, they're going to couch, you know, every, everything is now couched nowadays as an emergency, right? Yeah. So uh, emergency just means we're going to suspend your constitutional rights. Right? Yeah, but so, I don't think so, they can because that's not, that's not pertaining to me. No, it's not. And I, I'm not, I think if you said no, I'm not going to cooperate. I don't think there's any crime. You know, if you say I'm not going to, I'm not going to pop my trunk. Right. Can, can I move on now? And they, what, what if they I, say no? I, I don't think they can hold you. It's, it's like the DUI checkpoint. You know, they, they, they have the right to stop you briefly, I think, you know, in, in, in the, under, under the guise of public safety. Like, you can't just drive through a DUI checkpoint. Just no, say, hey, you, I'm, you, you could avoid I'm it. not stopping. You can turn around and go the other way. No, you're, you're right. And we've had that. I think we've had that podcast yeah. you you can turn around and go the other way and they always have a spotter car that that invariably pulls you over when you do that uh, not because you turned around but because you committed some traffic violation you did a u-turn right? a legal u-turn <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah it was a legal u-turn you didn't use your signal you swung wide when you turned uh you know they're going to make up something to pull you over because they figure look the only ones that are turning around are the drunks right right uh i think it would be the same thing with this kind of checkpoint if all of a sudden the car's coming down stops and does a u-turn i think they're going to come up with a reason to stop you yeah, but what if you um, just pull up into that check, not checkpoint, but that perimeter, have a reason to be there. Maybe you have a friend or family that lives on the inside of that perimeter and, you know, they stop you and you just don't say anything to them. You don't say hello. You don't roll the window down. Just nothing. You just look at them. Like, what, what can they do? I don't, I don't think they can do anything. Uh, I think they're going to probably follow you. Yeah, I, I think you're going to become think, a target yeah, for sure. I think you've raised suspicion now, and I think they're going to say this guy was, this guy was weird. You know, it's, it's our, <laughs> own, it's our, it's our famous. He was acting suspiciously. Right. Well, well, what does that mean? Well, he he didn't talk to us, and he wouldn't open his trunk, so he drove on. Okay, so then can they follow you? Well, you're out in public; they can follow you. Sure. I mean, uh, I, yeah, they can. But if they follow you, does that become entrapment or like fishing for a crime or anything like that? 
I don't. I, I don't think so. I mean, a, a cop could follow you on the highway, right? Right. If they, you know, if if you, for example, you know, he this guy stole a white truck. So if you were driving a white van and the cop said, "Oh, there's a white van," and he followed you, could he just pull you over based on that? Probably. He probably could pull you over just based on, you know, the description of the van. Right. And say, you know, well, we had a, well, yeah, somebody robbed, robbed a bank. Yeah, somebody robbed a bank and they left in a white van and they headed that direction. And then you're in a white van. Head. Yeah, they can pull you over for a, a brief stop, you know, and talk to you or whatever. By the way, if I was trying to go through this perimeter, I would just cooperate myself because I didn't do anything wrong and there's nothing to be worried about. And you just let them look and you keep going. Some people might feel differently, but no, I know I, I like I to would, argue I these would, points, but I would, I would probably, you know, cooperate. No, I, I would, I would too. You know, this, this to me is kind of, we're all in this together type thing. Right. You know, when, when we're talking about just a cop pulling me over, cause he says, I have a taillight out. And then he says, Oh, I want to look in your trunk. That's a, that's me against them at this point. Right. right. He's, he's looking at me, you know, even though I've done nothing wrong, it's me against him now. But right. if we're all, like we're all, the community's coming together, law enforcement's coming together, we're all working together uh, to get this. Now done. that you say that, there's three other things I want to bring up. We're at 45 minutes here, and there are a couple other things oh. I want to bring up real quick. One of the things I want to bring up is that they have a reward for, you know, whoever gives information leading to his arrest. But I saw today some video that citizens are out in their vehicles with their guns patrolling, looking for this guy. I, I was thinking that same thing. Um, there's a lot of, um, you know, especially you get out in Chester County and stuff. There's some rural areas out there, right? And, right. and there's hunters out there. So, I, look, I bet you there's some people out there that know their way around these woods pretty darn good, right? Yeah. And they probably know how to hunt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I saw a video with the guy. He had a, he had a Jeep with, you know, no yeah. doors on it, no top on it. And he just had rifles Trapped to the side pillars between the doors. I'm like, yeah. they're out there looking I, for this guy. They want that paycheck. Well, I was going to say, I guess if you, you can't kill him, right? You can't, you can't just see him and shoot him. Well, unless he exerts uh, violence towards you. Yeah, if he exerts violence for you. And then you kind of have this, you know, when we talk, when we talk about, you know, him escaping and who's liable or stuff. If I see the guy and I go up to him, right, and then, and then he attacks me and then I shoot him, you know, ha have I kind of caused part of that problem? Like, police are telling me don't approach him; he's dangerous, right? Right. So I, but, I, but I want up that twenty five thousand dollars. I walk up to him knowing he's he's going to do something and just ready to blast him, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. And I'm sure there's people thinking about it. Well, look, <laughs> I mean, look, if he's dude. unarmed and he's got two rifles pointed at him, I, I, there may be a chance he surrenders. There, there might be. Well, you know, it's the old, you know, this is not legal advice, but, you know, de dead men tell no tales, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. I mean, it's true. It, 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 if some vigilante has his gun pointed at him and, you know, he says freeze and then he decides, oh, I'm just going to shoot his ass anyway because he killed this woman. Right. 
when the cops show up, his answer better be, "Hey, I told him to freeze, and he came. He came he running at me. me. Yeah, he tried to take my gun. Yeah, <laughs> he tried to get to my gun. <laughs> I mean, that better be the answer. I mean, I say that jokingly, but yeah, sure. Uh, but I, do you, you think know. that it's it's harmful that the police are, you know? I don't know if they're rallying the citizens to do it or not. Like, I mean, they're incentivizing it for sure. You know? Yeah. I mean, the, the, and, and I wonder, I wonder how the, you know, the rewards always kind of fascinate me too. Right. Like, first of all, I don't think, what would you say it is? Is it 20, 25? Yeah. It's, it's either 20 or 25. It's right in there. Yeah. I, this, this story is 20. Uh, the U.S. Marshals Service and local police are jointly offering twenty grand. First of all, that sounds very light to me. Doesn't sound like a lot of money. Oh, come on, Uncle um, Sam is cheap. They're going to tax well, you on well, it. I was going to say you're only going to get fifteen. <laughs> how much are they spending every day on this search? You yeah, know, seriously. <laughs> Probably spend a million dollars a day in overtime. Right. You know, if you if you want to end the search quickly, make it a hundred k, and maybe somebody gets off their butt and finds a guy. Right. But the other thing I wonder is like, okay, it's $20,000 for any information leading to his capture. So, you know, I, I see him, right? And he's in my backyard and he's, uh, you know, I, I get that. I call the police and I go, yo, he was in my backyard and he went that way. He went down that path into the woods. Right. Okay. And do, and then they catch him in the woods a mile from my house or two miles from my house. Do I get the, is that, do I get the money? Well, well okay. So what if you say that, Oh, Hey, I just seen him run across the street. Here's the address. Yeah. He was running towards the shopping center. And then Walmart says, Hey, we just spotted him here. Yeah. Do you both right. get it? Like, <laughs> right. And then my neighbor, he's walking down our street. Right. So I see him and I go, he's going that way. And then my he walks by my neighbor's house. My neighbor goes, yeah, I just saw him. He's walking that way. And then my next neighbor says, yeah, I just saw. Yeah, you're right. Like how many do we divide up that 20 K? Right. Like, how does that or, work? Are we all getting 20 K? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because you like the Walmart, right? He runs through the Walmart parking lot. There could be a hundred people there, right? Yeah, yeah. there ought to be like he went that away. What if right? they get ten ten nine one one calls and they all led to his arrest? Correct. Right? Are they paying out? How's that work? That's an interesting. I don't know the answer. That was an offer and acceptance. <laughs> yeah, but uh any information leading to his capture and how you know again my lawyer like brains how do you how do you you know if i say well when he walked by he was wearing a gray hoodie and jeans and they catch him three days later in virginia and he's got a gray hoodie and jeans on right well in my information about how he was dressed didn't that help them capture him? Because now they were looking for a guy in gray hoodie and jeans. Yeah, I mean, yeah, right? essentially you're going to have to prove that you assisted Game. in. Yeah, and that your information is what led to it. And they're going to find a way to say, oh, well, we received other intel afterwards, blah, blah, blah. I feel like no matter yeah, what, it, nobody's getting that money. Well, I was going to say, even the guy that, you know, we were talking about this ring video. And I, I it's strange because the guy is like right there on the front porch. And I, I didn't know. I don't know if he was ringing the doorbell. You saw that when he's clean shaven. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, he looks like he's literally ringing the doorbell. Can he negotiate yeah. his own capture for the money? Like, look, no, I'll turn that, myself that, in for twenty five grand on the books. No, that you can't do. No, 
that that that's a no-no. Like I, I can't steal your wallet, and then when you offer, you know, when you offer a hundred-dollar reward for your wallet, give it back to you and say, "Hey." <laughs> All right, so I that like my work. reward. That's not that's not gonna fly. <laughs> so the other two things I wanted to say is one of them was, did you see that law enforcement was riding around playing his mother, pleading for him to turn himself in 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 his I, language? I saw that. Yeah, I think he speaks portuguese i think he's from brazil but um no i saw that they were like blasting it from a helicopter yeah yes i i I, and i don't i I guess with the first of all it was you know i don't don't speak portuguese but it was kind of hard to hear it anyway you know helicopters are kind of loud right Right, so um but yeah apparently they got his mother from brazil no i mean they got her to she lives in Brazil, I think, and then get her to record a something, you know, give yourself up, which I, I don't know that that's going to work on that guy. <laughs> I want to see him interviewed when he gets captured. Like, I, yeah. just, I just, I would love to hear his side of it, you know, like what he experienced and, you know, how all the tactics affected him and the sleep and the food and like all that stuff. Maybe we get him on the podcast if we can, you know. We can get, let's say, capture him. We'll get him on the podcast from prison or something. Yo, that'd be unbelievable if we could do that. <laughs> but well, I actually, doubt they're gonna because he's going to be so confined. This is, you know, it's a little morbid, but you know, I'm, I'm almost kind of hoping some citizen, you know, he breaks into somebody's house and they just blast him. You know? Oh my god! I, I, I'm almost thinking that's what he deserves, right? The natural death penalty. Like, yeah, yeah, like exactly. Like you know, he breaks into the wrong house, and that's what he gets, right? You know, I, I think it's yeah, you know, and I'm sending him back to prison and letting him, you know, brag about, oh, I'm so smart, I was out, no, I did this, and I escaped, and I'm going to do it again, and I'll teach you teach you other prisoners how you get over razor wire, you know, it's real easy. You know, <laughs> I, I, I'd rather see him break into the wrong house. Right. <laughs> and, and, you know, some gun-toting citizen says, hey... Yeah, you know, I heard him coming up my steps, and you know, Billy Bob took care of him with the shotgun, right? Jeez, <laughs> that's kind. Of, I mean, I almost think that would be kind of poetic justice. Oh, it would, uh, no, for sure. You know, after stabbing this woman to death thirty-eight times in front of her kids, like I don't have a lot of sympathy for this guy. Oh, my, my and last I know, question I know for you, you don't either. No, no, yeah. no. My last question for you pertains to the kids. I, I don't know if they were his kids or not, but let's say, assuming they were his kids, when he went mm-hmm. to prison, would he have lost custody of those kids? Yes, yeah. Like 100%? Absolutely. Like, there's, it's just yeah. automatic? Well, under these circumstances, yes. Um, I mean, you murder the mother, you know, you're not going to, you know, you, you, you're going to lose all your custody rights, obviously. But, you know, again, when we change the facts a little bit, suppose the scenario, you know, back to my, you, you know, you get five years because you hit somebody on a DUI and you killed them, right? Right. Um, do you then lose custody of your kids? No, I wouldn't think so because that was, I, I, that was not an intentional thing. Right. Like you went out wanting to commit murder. But is a judge going to order a mother to take the kids to prison once a month to visit dad? Well, no. So where I was going with that is like, it, it, can he, 
can he go get his kids and it not like be kidnapping because like he still has parental rights oh. oh yeah and i guess theoretically he if he was a parent he probably still has some sort of parental rights <laughs> i mean i don't think they're gonna charge him with kidnapping his own kid right i mean uh, look this is a very small thing in this whole bubble but i was just wondering yeah yeah I, I i'm pretty sure they were not his kids anyway but but if they were yeah. like what if he grabbed his kids and then was successfully escaped the country with his kids you know i guess it would depend i mean you you can if there was a custody order in place you can you know that could maybe constitute kidnapping if there's an order that says mother has full full custody and, and right. you know under your scenario i guess mother's dead but um if he, you know, they would probably be placed, you know, in foster care or something or under family, that scenario. Right. Like if, if he had just, you know, gone off the deep end and then went to get his kids. Suppose he had killed, when he first killed her, right? He went to the daycare and he picked up his kids. How about that? Right. I don't think that's a problem. Well, no, you because know, they don't even know about the crime yet. Right, right. I mean, he's obviously done it. Right. Um there's no order saying he can't have his kids. I mean, it's probably the least of his problems. Right, but, for sure. Yeah, you know. No, that was just a random thought that I had about that. Uh, yeah. Do you have anything else you want to add to this story? No, I guess we'll just keep watching TV and see if they... Um, what are we at now? Day 12? How long yeah, is this day, guy Day 11 now? or 12. I think the 31st is when he escaped. Wow. So 11 okay. or 12. But yeah, no, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. I would love to do a follow-up on this one after he's killed or captured and kind of go over whatever information we have then. But it's it's definitely a crazy story. Yeah, well, what's your... I'm going to make you put a prediction on here. You, you think they capture him or you think he gets killed? Oh, I, that's a tough spot to put me in. Uh, I'm not saying what, you, what you're hoping for. I, I'm just I saying... I think he's going to get captured. I think he's, he's going to get, get captured because so far he hasn't harmed anybody. Yeah, he stole mm -hmm. a car, but he hasn't he hasn't physically hurt anybody. It doesn't seem like he's physically right. threatened anybody. I'm not saying he's not a violent person, but it doesn't look like he's going to commit just a random killing or anything like that. So I, I'm going to say he's going to get captured. Yeah, I I, I tend I tend to agree. I, I think they're going to get him. You know, the old the old West dead or alive, right? So I, I think I think they'll probably take him alive unless you know he might be crazy enough where he says look i'm not going back right and the old call that suicide by cop right where you you know you got all the guns pointed at you and you just run towards him yeah, knowing that they're going to shoot you but i don't know if he's that kind of guy i don't think he is i think he's he's the kind of guy who'll get back in there get back in prison and try not smart him again yeah and from the second he's in there he's going to be thinking okay how the hell do I, I did it once i can do it again yeah, he's going to hit, hit up red for a rock hammer, dig a hole in the wall behind the poster and climb through the <laughs> sewers and jump out while it's yeah. raining and lightning and run away off to a different island. <laughs> Shawshank Redemption. It sounds, like that, it sounds like that movie I never saw. but You, you know. never saw Shawshank Redemption? Oh, I God. know. My, my brother tells me it's the best movie of all time. Oh, my God. son tells me it's the best movie of all time. Oh, good. Isn't it like nine hours long, though? No, it's like two and a half. It's it's yeah. less than Titanic. Come on, bro. All right, look, we're getting off here because we're going to go watch Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> I right. hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. And if you guys need any legal advice or want to set up consultation with Carl, uh, he, he, all his information is on the disclaimer. And we'll catch you guys on the next podcast. Carl, we're going to watch Shawshank Redemption.
All right, we're out. The information contained in this podcast is provided for general information purposes only. It is not intended as legal advice or advice for a specific case or legal matter. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as an agreement for legal representation. This podcast and parties do not represent you in your particular matter unless there's an express written representation agreement between you and this firm. If you're interested in obtaining legal services, head over to cnaplaw.com or call 215-268-6333 and schedule an appointment today. That's cnaplaw.com. 215-268-6333. For more high quality music like this, head over to bensounds.com.